It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Hey, Rich, you know what song just popped into my mind right now? It was Here We Go Again. <laughs> you, okay. you remember that yeah. song? <laughs> I do remember that song. That's an oldie. Yeah. Uh, listen now. Uh, we only have so many minutes, don't we? But you were just telling me a joke about a preacher who, oh. who had his watch that he would— Go oh, ahead I think a lot of people have heard that. Uh, uh, the preacher said uh, he took his watch off his wrist, and he told the congregation, now, do you know what that means when I take my wrist watch off and I place it on the podium? And uh, the answer is, it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to preach as long as he needs to. But you see, we only have so many That's minutes. That's right. We? <laughs> We're governed by the clock. So we've got our—I want to tell the folks—oh, by the way, I, wanted, I want the folks to know, Ken Ham answers in Genesis. Answers in Genesis. Now, Ken Ham built the ark, and then— and then the museum. Right. The Creation Museum was first, and then the Ark Encounter up there just south of Cincinnati. And if you haven't been, you need to go. It's just amazing. You know, the first time I heard Ken's lecture on one race, one blood, and then he would say, uh, when you fill out a form, you know, or you're going to get a driver's license and you got to check the box there. Are you male or are you female? You got to be one or the other, uh, not like it is yeah, you today. Do. You know that's true. And then your race, your race, and he would say human, and they would say no, 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 no. Um, I mean your race. He said yes, that's that's my or, race. Or he'd say Adams. Uh, Adams race. That's right. And that's there's only one. That's right. That's the human race. Anyway, Ken Ham's lecture on one race, one blood, it makes it so clear. And you were at a meeting. I was. It was in Memphis, and uh, Pastor Vincent Matthews and uh, the good people at Tabernacle Church in South Haven, Mississippi, just south of Memphis, uh, co-hosted that with us, and it was just terrific. Was it a, Was it an audience of many different colors? It was. It was. Uh, like all a, different people groups came together to hear this presentation, and yeah. it was wonderful. All right. Well, let's get started on the program here. Um, in Minneapolis, when I was very young, a teenager, really— uh, there was a young fellow uh, who came to the church and became a Christian. He'd had a lot of problems. I don't remember now if it was alcohol or, or whatever it was, but he had a lot of problems. And when he became a Christian, my word, what a blessing he was. He lived for the Lord. And then his little girl grew up to be nine or ten years old, and she sang with her dad. And it was just a blessing. Freddie Leibengood. Now, Freddie's an old man. I'm not sure if he's still alive or not. But I know his entire life since then was spent singing and uh, living for God. Now, listen to this recording by Freddie Leibengood. This old world is filled with disappointments, trouble everywhere. Many times I get discouraged And I almost lose my way Then I remember I'm just a pilgrim In this troubled world below That's the reason 
I keep singing as I go Well, we're not home yet, children So keep your eye on the Savior Just a few more days to labor Then we'll sit down by the river How we've longed to be with Jesus And our loved ones gone before us There's a better day that's coming We're not home yet Well, there's a land that's filled with milk and honey Just waiting me Someday Jesus will come and take me over the sea I'll keep watching and waiting in this troubled world below That's the reason I keep singing as I go Well, we're not home yet, children, so keep your eye on the Savior Just a few more days to labor Then we'll sit down by the river How we've longed to be with Jesus And our loved ones gone before us There's a better day that's coming We're not home yet Well, we're not home yet Children, keep your eye on the Savior Just a few more days to labor Then we'll sit down by the river How we've longed to be with Jesus And our loved ones gone before us There's a better day that's coming We're not home yet There's a better day that's coming We're not home yet There's a better day that's coming We're not You know, Rich, um, I guess um, I guess I'm in this mood today because it was just a few nights ago that one of my dear friends, and I can those who know him would used to know Jim Bates. Jim Bates went home to be with the Lord in his sleep, and when I got that on my text, it reminded me that life at best is short. So anyway, I guess maybe that's what made me start thinking about Freddie Liebengood and his music. Uh, here's another song that Freddie, I think he wrote it. I'm not sure, but he sure did record it. I think the people will really enjoy it. I can hear the sound of his coming everywhere. In the headlines they're resounding by the score. It may be another earthquake or just another war But to every child of God it's something more And when I hear the sound of marching Hear the sounds of battle cry Then I know my Lord is coming Even now, it may be nigh Oh, I can hear the sound of His coming everywhere 
and getting louder and louder each day and they'll crescendo until the great and final sound when the trumpet shall call me away and I can hear the sound of fig leaves rustling in the summer breeze as I see the Lord restore Jerusalem and I can hear a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind as God pours his spirit out upon all And when I hear revival sounds, not just here, but everywhere, then I know my Lord is coming. I can feel it in the air. Oh, I can hear the sounds of His coming everywhere and getting louder and louder each day. And they'll crescendo until the great and final sound When the trumpet shall call me away And they'll crescendo until the great and final sound When the trumpet shall call me away As I was going through our archives and thinking about these things, you know, a person can, uh, they used to say, shave the truth. (laughs) Um, They shave the truth or they don't tell you the whole truth. Or sometimes they'll do that in a church too, you know, because there is a war going on, always has been. Rich, where is it? They say there's the wars and rumors of wars are endless. The wars and rumors of wars go on and on and on. Until the Lord returns. As long as the human being has the human feelings of wanting to conquer and wanting to war. And because that's the, the corruption in the human heart. That's right. And I tell you, Rich, that's why... Uh, Bot Radio Network wants to preach the gospel. That's freedom. That's love. That's caring. That's living your life for something more important. It's salvation. Than just being mean to somebody else. That's right. But sometimes, you know, the truth uh, is more than just happy talk. Sometimes the church will give the happy talk. They won't tell the truth. Billy Graham when he was alive, preached so many wonderful sermons. Yeah, what were because, you going yeah to say? because there's so many lies in our culture these days, and and the the secular, uh, godless worldview is just filled with lies, and that's why we know the Bible is the solid rock. That's the yeah. foundation that we can build our life upon because we know that is true. Billy Graham. Uh, Bless his heart. I can say that as an old man. (laughs) 
uh, preached a sermon that the truth is difficult. Listen to this. The 10th chapter of 2 Corinthians, beginning with the third verse. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, we are engaged in a warfare. If you're a Christian, you are engaged in a warfare. Not a basketball court, not a playground, not a football stadium, but you're engaged in a battlefield. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Apostle Paul said, I'm going to use some weapons that will be new to you, but they're going to pull down the devil's strongholds. And these are spiritual weapons, the Word of God and prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit. Then he said, we're casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. A person who is living in the Spirit, every thought that he has should be in obedience to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now thoughts are powerful to harm us and powerful to help us. The Bible says, as a person thinketh, so is it. How do you think? What goes through your mind? What do you think about when you're alone? Someone has said plain living and high thinking are no more. One of the most important things in our lives is who's going to control our minds? Proverbs 16:32 says, he that ruleth his mind is greater than he that taketh a city. Means to rule the thought of your mind. You spend a great deal of time alone, many of you do. So your mind is your only companion. What do you think about? What do you talk to your mind about? That's your only companion, is your mind, for many of you. Isaiah the prophet said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Do you keep your mind on Christ? And if you get your mind off Christ and you get it on some things you shouldn't be thinking about, do you pray, Lord, forgive me and help me to get my mind back on Christ? I do many times. Now the Bible says, first of all, that the mind, your mind, is at enmity against God. Your mind does not want to do anything about God to start with. In Romans 8, 7, it says, The carnal mind or the fleshly mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Colossians in the first chapter and said that until they had come to the world, come to Christ, they were alienated and enemies in their mind enemies of God, alienated from God, separated from God in your mind. And your mind was a part of that decision. Such a mind will not obey the law of God. It, commit, it submits to sin. It minds the things of the flesh. The Bible warns against having that kind of carnal, fleshly mind. That mind that is dominated by the devil or by selfishness. And then the mind is not only enmity against God, but it's also a blinded mind. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 says, In whom the God of this world, that's the devil, hath blinded the minds of 
them which believe not. He has power, he has supernatural power to blind your mind. And you let him, you have to let him. And if you let him, he can blind your minds. I cannot account for the apparent veil that hangs over the hearts of some people. Many people very close to the kingdom of God. Many people surrounded by a believing family. I know a young man right now surrounded by a believing family, reared in the church, reared for God. He heard the blessing said at the table at every meal. And today he's way out in left field on drugs, sex, all the rest of it. Blinded by the God of this world. They're led captive to the will of Satan. And many people tell me, I don't understand. I've heard this all my life. I've tried to believe, but I cannot. They're blinded. And the only person that can open your eyes to the truth is the Holy Spirit. And you must ask Him to come and open your eyes supernaturally, which He will do tonight before you leave here, if you will allow Him. Yes, your mind is at enmity with God. Your mind is blinded. But then there's the doubtful mind the Bible talks about in Luke 12. Jesus said, neither be ye of doubtful mind. The Bible warns against the double-minded person. James says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And this carries with it the idea of a person who wishes to secure both worlds. You want one foot in heaven and one foot in the pleasures of this life. And you cannot. You've got to go one way or the other. So there are many of you that are torn between your sinful pleasures and appetites and your desire for heaven. And you know that you can't have both. And you've got to make a choice. Jesus said there are two roads in life. There's the broad road that leads to destruction. There's the narrow road that leads to eternal life. And there's a narrow gate and that gate is the cross. Yes, we have minds that are at enmity against God. We have minds that are blinded by the devil. We have doubtful minds. And then there's the defiled mind. Paul wrote to Titus of a certain people who are always liars, whose minds are defiled and unbelieving. We have mind-altering drugs today and medicines and alcohol, all sorts of things that change our minds. Our minds become defiled. We can live so long with our imaginations and our fantasies that are wrong and against the teachings of Scripture that our minds become defiled. And evil thoughts are the suicide of the soul. Now you cannot help bad thoughts coming from your mind. I, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. You cannot help bad thoughts coming from your, going into your mind. It's like birds. You can't keep them from flying over, but you don't have to let them nest in your hair. And some of us let evil thoughts nest in our minds. Thoughts of jealousy, thoughts that lead to anger, thoughts that lead to the wrong kind of passions. When Jesus cast the demons out, this man was in his right mind. 
So we have minds in the Bible that are at enmity with God. They're blinded by the devil. They're doubtful minds and they're defiled minds. But you can also have a renewed mind. The Bible says in Romans 12, 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can be transformed tonight. You can be changed tonight. You can have all of your sins forgiven tonight because Christ died on the cross and shed his blood for you. And it's wonderful to go home tonight and know that every sin is forgiven. Not only forgiven, but you're justified just as though you'd never sinned. And God raised him from the dead and he's alive, ready to transform your mind tonight and transform your body and transform everything about you. Your whole lifestyle will have to change, but the Holy Spirit will be there to help you change it. It doesn't mean that you'll never sin again. It means that if you do sin, you'll immediately be convicted by the Holy Spirit and you'll confess your sin and ask God to forgive you and He will forgive you. Yes, there's the renewed mind. Ephesians 4.23 says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Have you had your mind renewed and transformed? We are to have the mind of Christ by the transforming and renewing of your mind. You can change your mind and Christ will transform it. That's what repentance really means. The word repentance means change of mind. It means that you're going to change lifestyle, change the direction that you're going. You're going to say to God, I'm sorry I've sinned. I want to be made a new person. Paul asked the Corinthians, who hath known the mind of the Lord? And he answered it himself. He said, we have the mind of Christ. When you have the mind of Christ, you have the mind of the Lord. We who know Christ have the mind of Christ. We who have been saved by his grace have the mind of Christ. All of you that have said yes to his call have the mind of Christ. Not a perfect mind, but a mind that's now controlled by Christ rather than by Satan and your own sinful nature. Then the Bible talks about the spiritually minded people in Romans 8, 6. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And 2 Peter 3, 1 says, He will stir up your pure mind. Wouldn't you like to have a pure mind, a, spiritually, a spiritual mind, a transformed mind? Now, when I say mind, that means your whole life. Because your mind, in a sense, controls your life along with your heart. You have a body. Living inside your body is your spirit, your soul. That's the part of you that will live forever. Your body will go to the grave. But you, the real you, is going to live forever. And it's all going to be decided on what you do about Christ. Have you repented of your sins? Are you sure of it? You can do it tonight. You see, Rich, that's the question. That's the gospel message. I love it. I love it. That is the question that is before everyone listening, wherever you are. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, do it today. All right, now here's one of our listeners. Hi, this is Maureen from Washington, Missouri, and I want to thank you for providing that radio. It's a real inspiration. I really enjoy the complete story 
uh, you're my favorite father-son team <laughs> on the radio, and appreciate all you do to spread the Word of God and the pro-life message. Thank it, you, and God bless. Well, isn't that what, nice? Um, Thank you, Maureen. Wasn't she nice? Uh, we like you, nice? too. You know, Rich, we've been working together a long time, haven't we? Yeah, my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so, because even when you were a little toddler, I was taking you places. And when you were in the grade school and high school, I, I thought, well, i got to take Rich along so he can see what his dad does and that sort of thing. Here's a gentleman. I live in Richmond, Missouri, and I listen to Bot Radio at 92.5. I like a lot of the people that you have on there. Alistair Begg is one of them that is one of my favorites. And I really appreciate that you guys are putting the word out there so that we can actually have our thoughts and our hearts stimulated by God's word. Oh, hey, Dad, this next lady, she lost her husband, and she attended a grief class. And someone in that grief class told her to tune in to Bot Radio Network. All right, dear lady, here, here she is. I wanted to tell you that Bot Radio has been a very big help to me. My husband of 60-some years passed away about a year ago, and a friend in the grief class said, turn on bot radio and have it playing in every single room. So I have three radios that are turned to bot plus the car, and I just listen to bot radio all the time. And it has helped me deal with the grief and filled my heart with understanding and more faith and comfort just from the different programs that are on. So from the time I get up till the time I go to bed at night, I have three radios going with Bot, and they've just been a real, real benefit to me. Thank you so much, and God bless you all. Well, God bless you, dear lady. Uh, Dear lady, uh, you are the reason why we do what we do. Uh, Here's a gentleman. Yeah, this is Jerry Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and I just love listening to Bot Radio. I've just found it in the last six months. Thank you for the keeping the scriptures on there, the preachers you have, and the gospel word. That's the main thing. We need the word. This nation needs the word more than any time I've ever been. I'm in my 70s. Uh-huh. I appreciate you so much. Uh, Amen. And, uh, this uh, nation needs the word uh, of God. It's the word of God that is the work of God. And the work of God is the word of God. Here's a lady. I really enjoy your station. I listen to you every day and on my way to work, on my way from work. And uh, it's a blessing. Thank you. Well, what's the phone number, Rich? 1-800-345-2621. That's 1-800-345-2621. This is Dick Bott with a chapter of the complete story with my son, Rich, and we'll see you later. <laughs> 